In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Many happy returns. Today is the Feast of the Cross, the Feast of the Holy and Life-Giving Cross. And we see the importance of this, this feast in that it's repeated several t- twice in the year. And uh, we hear the joyous hymns and we rejoice with the hymns as we celebrate. One of the things the church teaches us from a very young age, from childhood, when you have a little child that's like one, one and a half, you start teaching them to make the sign of the cross. And we grow up doing the sign of the cross on ourselves. We ornament our churches with the cross. We place crosses in our homes and in our cars and on our necks. And we see the importance of it, or at least we place them everywhere. But why all this? Number one is that the cross is power. It is a symbol of victory. When we hear the story about Queen Helen searching for the cross, and then they unbury three crosses, And they do not know which one is the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they see a funeral procession of a dead person passing by. They place the cross, the first cross and the second cross on this uh, dead person passing by and nothing happens. And once they place the third cross, this person rose from the dead. It is the life-giving cross. Simply by the power of the cross, this person rose from the dead. And the beautiful thing about this story is that there is no name to this person. And we can replace this person and put ourselves in the story. And we can see how we fit in the story. The very fact that we have sins that we cannot overcome. We have habits that we feel we've had for so many years that separate us from God and we do not know how we can overcome. We find that there are many barriers in our life, in our spiritual life. We feel dead sometimes, spiritually. And so, if we place ourselves in this story, we can realize that the power of the cross can raise us from this deadness, can help us overcome all these different things, all these sins. For St. Paul tells us, as if he's mocking death, he's saying, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? He's saying, basically, death has no power over me. Evil has no power over me anymore. He's mocking it. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ gave us victory through the cross, and nothing can overcome us if we make use of the power of the cross faithfully. No evil has power over us. No sin has power over us anymore. Through the cross, I receive power over sins. Through the cross, I receive power to overcome these habits that I always thought I could not overcome, but I have to tap into that power of the cross faithfully. Through the cross, I receive power over my past that sometimes hinders me from advancing spiritually. Through the cross, I receive strength The cross gives me courage. It is a weapon that encourages me to face the battles that I have before me. St. John Chrysostom says, If we, on seeing the places in which the criminals are beheaded, shudder, think what the devil must endure seeing the weapon whereby Christ put an end to all his power and cut off the head of the dragon. St. John Chrysostom is meditating back then when they were beheading people. If you pass by that place where they just beheaded someone, People tremble. They're terrified. They fear. And he's saying, imagine just Satan passing by this cross, how much he's terrified, how much he fears it, for it is our victory. It is a symbol of our victory. And so St. John's system says it's a weapon 
that is given to us, and we must make use of it. Do we believe in this power? Do we believe in the power of this cross? Or do we just, like I said in the beginning, we sign ourselves with the cross, we place crosses around our necks, maybe as, you know, something nice to put around. Maybe they look nice in the houses, and we have different shapes and styles of crosses in our houses. But do we believe in the power of the cross? Do we realize that it is victory over evil? And so this is what St. John Chrysostom is telling us. It is a weapon. In the paradise of the desert father, there's a story about this monk. He's walking in the desert in the wilderness, and it's nighttime. And so he didn't want to get lost, and so he decided to rest right there in the desert, despite the fact that there's wild beasts and reptiles and whatnot in the desert. And so what did he do? He made a circle around himself where he was going to rest and did crosses all around the circle. And he slept, and he slept at peace. He had no fear. Why? Because he believed in the power of the cross. He had no doubt. When he woke up in the morning, he found that there was all sorts of like serpents and snakes and whatnot that were dead at the extremities of that circle. The cross defeats. The cross, if I believe in its power and I tap into that power, I find that nothing can overcome. It is a weapon. But do I believe? One time, Years ago, I, I, uh, I was a novice in the monastery in California initially. And when I was over there, I used to go get the mail from uh, uh, the post office that's about half an hour from the monastery. And so I would go regularly. And one day I went, and the mail was late. And so they told me, you have to wait half an hour to pick up the mail. So I said, okay, I'll wait. And so there's a bunch of people waiting. And I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do? I have time. What am I going to do at this time? I took out my igbeya and I started praying my, my psalms. And so I'm standing there praying my psalms, and there's a guy next to me, and he keeps kind of looking over. So I figure, okay, he wants to, like, pray with me. So I tilted my igbeya so he can, like, see what I'm doing. So then he saw that I'm, like, showing him. So he said, and this is exactly what he said. He said, hey, man, is that the Quran? And so I looked at him, and I said, you know, these are the psalms from the Holy Bible. And I looked and I said to him, you know, I'm wearing a very normal crucifix. So I said to him, I'm wearing a crucifix. How could I be holding the Quran? And then he taught me a lesson. He pulled up his sleeve and he, he had a huge tattoo of a cross. And while he was pulling up his sleeve, he said to me, the cross don't mean nothing. I have a tattoo right here of a cross and I'm a witch and a wicca. Meaning he's, he does sorcery. He does magic. He's evil. He's doing all these things. And yet he has that tattoo. When I was driving back to the monastery, I was thinking to myself, this man is right. It's not about what we put on our necks. It's not about what we hang. Yes, there's power in that if we believe in it. But more importantly, what's in our heart? Do I believe in the power of the cross? It's not just about, you know, a, a show, but it's truly power. Do I believe in this power? And so we need to realize and believe. When I realize and believe, then point number two is the Lord Jesus Christ invites us and says in both the Gospel of Matthew and Mark, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. There is self-denial in following the Lord Jesus Christ. There is self-denial in taking up the cross that he calls us to take up. If I believe in its power, then I must deny myself as well. In another Gospel, the Lord, in the Gospel of St. Luke, he says, whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I cannot be his disciple if I don't take up my cross, if I do not bear it. And so, do I wish to be his disciple? I must bear my cross. And that requires self-denial in many aspects of our lives. 
Each one of us can bear different crosses and must deny himself in different ways. When we think of those who came before us, the martyrs bore the cross of persecution and they denied comfort to themselves. The patriarchs and the defenders of the faith bore the cross of defending the faith despite the, the difficulty of it and despite the challenges. St. Athanasius was exiled five times because of his defense of the faith. St. John Chrysostom was exiled several times simply for bearing witness to the truth, for speaking truth. They suffered. The ascetics, the monks and the nuns, especially those of the third and fourth and fifth century who lived in caves in the wilderness, secluded from everyone. They hungered, they thirsted, they bore all this. They denied themselves daily. That's why we call them the cross bearers. Every day they woke up making a decision. I'm going to deny myself for the love of Christ today. And so they're called the cross bearers. They bore their cross in self-denial. Some bear the cross of illness and so on. And so we're all called to deny ourselves or at least begin to deny ourselves in little ways and learn as they did to be true followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when our cross gets heavier, if we learn to deny the small things, we'll be able to bear that heavier cross. On Friday, I shared with the youth a, 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 an example or an analogy of St. Ephraim the Syrian. St. Ephraim the Syrian tells us, if you want to put out a large fire, you must learn to put out a small fire. Otherwise, you'll never be able to put out the large fire. The large fires are the, 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 the desires and temptations that are hard to bear in our lives, or even the, the, the crosses, the heavy crosses in our lives. It's hard to carry unless I begin with small things, unless I begin bearing the small crosses, unless I begin denying myself the small things, the small fires I extinguish. And that starts with me denying myself simple things, maybe even non-sinful things. And so I can say to myself, for the sake of learning self-denial, for the sake of learning to bear my cross, I'll deny myself, you know, a, an extra soda. I drink three, four sodas a day, then instead of drinking three sodas today, I'm going to drink two. Simply because I want to deny myself. Not because it's sinful, not because it's wrong, not because somebody's telling me not to do it, but it's because I want to learn the virtue of self-denial that enables me to bear my cross. When I learn to bear my cross, so number one, we said, I need to believe in the power of the cross. When I believe, then the Lord invites us to self-denial in order to bear our cross. When I do bear my cross in self-denial, then number three, it leads to transformation and leads to a conversion of life. Our life is transformed. It is changed completely. And an example of this is St. Augustine. St. Augustine, we know his life prior to his conversion, prior to him accepting the difficulties of the spiritual life. He lived, uh, uh, you know, he, he had a child out of wedlock. He lived, he lived a sinful life and so on. And when he was wonderfully, wonderfully saved, he was transformed. He was transformed to the extent that one day there's a story uh, St. Ambrose shares this story anonymously, and some people say it's about St. Augustine. And so I'm sharing it as, as being about St. Augustine. One day he's walking, and the woman he used to know came running after him, calling, Augustine, Augustine. And he kept walking, looking down. He didn't want to look back at her. And she shouted his name again and cried out, Augustine, it is I. And so he stopped, and he looked at her, and he said, I know it is you. 
but it is no longer I. The Augustine you know is dead. And this brings to mind what St. Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 2, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. When I learn to bear my cross, when I believe in the power of the cross and learn to live a life of self-denial, then to deny myself means I close the door of temptation, as St. Augustine did. To deny myself means I run from sin or anything that can make me fall. And this leads to conversion, the conversion of the saints, and we're all called to be converted as them, a life of holiness. We're all called to be saints as they were. Then it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me when I truly deny myself. I'll share a last saying by the scholar Tertullian. He says, at every step and movement, at every going in and out, when we put on our clothes and shoes, when we bathe, when we sit at table, when we light the lamps, on couch, on seat, in all the ordinary actions of daily life, we trace upon the forehead the sign of the cross. This is in the third century. Tertullian's telling us they did the sign of the cross at every action they did in their regular life. Maybe we do it sometimes, maybe we don't. But if we believe in the power of the cross, we need to start doing the sign of the cross over ourselves very often, as they did at every regular actions in our life, and recall the power. Recall the power which brings to our minds what the Lord requires of us, self-denial. And so when I do the sign of the cross regularly throughout the day, it will remind me that I need to deny myself also throughout the day in order to bear my cross. And when I do, I will see daily a change in my life, growth in my spiritual life because of it. Uh, and then uh, I'll be able to say with St. Paul, for the message of the cross is foolish, foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. May it truly be the power that we all experience, power of victory in all our lives. And to our God be the glory now and ever and in the ages. Amen.